Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I'm happy to welcome to the show, Amara Brown, founder and CEO of Amara B Solutions. Amara helps business owners improve their clients' experiences by streamlining their business systems. Amara is based in my neck of the woods, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to the show, Amara. Hi, Jay. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I think that we all know by now the importance of the client experience. We all know, particularly in a service economy, how critical it is for a business to deliver an amazing client experience so that you develop raving fans, which in turn will mean you will have an amazing business. So there's a lot of emphasis on it. Of course, not a lot of help in actually how to do it, but we all know its importance. But one of the things that I have always wondered about is how do you orchestrate? And I'm going to use that word deliberately because I always have in my mind like an orchestra and you are the conductor. And who is making up your orchestra? It is your staff. It could be your partners, other people that you use. And you as the business owner need to conduct that orchestra to generate sweet music that's different and compelling that your clients are going to love. But everybody talks about it from the perspective of the client. Very few people ever talk about it from the perspective of the orchestra conductor and what needs to happen there. And what I wonder about is the world is so dynamic and people's expectations change so rapidly. You can never, when it comes to the client experience, say, we've nailed it. We're good for the next three years. Let's worry about other things. And I wonder sometimes about companies and businesses that literally are just winging it, just being very ad hoc. Uh, nevertheless, to the client, they're saying, hey, this is pretty good. But I say, well, how is that sustainable? How does that scale? How is that going to be agile? And how does that foster a culture of continuous improvement? Now, as someone who focuses on the customer experience. I would love to know how you see that tension between the customer's perspective, and if you'll permit me, the perspective of the conductor of the orchestra. So for me, from my experience, I noticed that a lot of client-facing businesses, like you said, are focusing so much on the client that they're just missing this huge blind spot around the internal and the external systems. Internal systems being the ones that focus with your team, and your team includes you and any staff or contractors that you have. Um, so they're so focused on the external experience that the client sees that there's this 
blind spot that's not supporting their team and your team is that that core of your your of your business um and so i would argue that you might not be growing because that's your is a huge blind spot for you and when your team doesn't feel supported and yet they're busting their butts to really deliver for the clients what happens to your team they're, fr- they're frustrated and they don't want to work for you. So then that impacts the client experience in the long run. So if your team is not doing well, that's going to directly impact the amount of money you bring in, um, you know, the, the people that you're able to retain in your business as well. What I imagine is that if you're constantly losing people because of the oppressive and unsupported environment they filled in and you're always backfilling with new staff, how could they possibly get up to speed to continue to deliver that client experience the way that your previous experienced and trained employees are? And I also wonder, maybe I'd, I'd like you to comment on this a little bit. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that the client experience is very static. I would think that the bar is always being raised, expectations are changing. So what worked today isn't going to necessarily work tomorrow. And how is it that I continuously improve and develop that customer experience if we're all just winging it and we're all being ad hoc and nothing is being supported? Your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's not, if you're ad hoc, it's never, nothing's ever going to get done. I don't want to say it never gets done, but you're never moving forward, right? So you're static, you're, you're not growing, um, and your business is not um, able to transform to the next level. Given the huge problem it is when you focus only on the client and you don't focus on what you need to do to deliver, what do you recommend that uh, companies and business owners do in order to solve this problem? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is taking like a, taking what's in your brain and putting it and actually creating a workflow, a written down workflow that lays out every step of the client's experience, but not just on the client side, also the internal and external experience. So whatever the client is experiencing, how does your systems internally match that? What is the team? What are you supposed to do? And being very clear on not only the um, tasks and actions, but also what are their systems or platforms that have to support that? So when you have that it, it takes everything out of your brain and puts it somewhere so your team can reference it. They can't read your team can't read your mind. <laughs> they don't know what you want, what your expectations are. So you need to put those on paper so that, as you mentioned earlier, when there are strategic adjustments, it can be made in one place versus kind of like throwing it from all different places. And you actually have a conductor who is creating, who is getting, I should say, this diverse group of musicians to create beautiful music. And that is really hard to pull off in an ad hoc fashion. What you're talking about sounds pretty interesting. And it sounds like something that's worth considering. But let's imagine that I put on my cynics hat, as I recommend, you know, all business owners should always be a little skeptical on what they're hearing out there. So I wonder if you could talk about a company that goes from this ad hoc, unsupported, unstructured environment, and they move towards something that's much more planful with process and procedures laid out. What kind of business benefit can they expect? 
I mean, there's huge benefits in terms of just like numbers. Um, Express Employment Professional did a survey of about 18,000 um, business owners and 57% of them said they lost about six working hours per week because of their dis, um, their disorganization. And that's a huge, that's a large number when you think about being an entrepreneur, right? And so when you take that and we do a little, little math real quick and say six hours times 13 weeks in the quarter, now we're talking about seven, 78 hours, which if we just round up, so like math is a little easier because I might have lost some listeners already, <laughs> 80 hours, right? Eight hours a day, that's 10 business days. That's two weeks per quarter that you're losing. And I... As an entrepreneur and a business owner, that's a lot of time <laughs> that we're losing. And that's a lot of time that you're not spending doing something much more productive and value added. But now let's let's take a look at the other side of that. I always like to say there's your brain and there's your heart. I think that the business benefits are what drives the importance of the issue. And I think you have clearly articulated why this is important and why we should discuss it. But importance doesn't drive action. What I have found that drives action is emotion that creates a sense of urgency. So let's talk about the emotion. You are that business owner. You are the, the conductor of the orchestra. You are having a cacophony of jarring bad sounds. It's painful, okay? And now you're going to put this system, if you will, in place to create beautiful music. Now, if you're that conductor, tell me that change in how they feel about this, that change in their emotional state going from chaos to beauty. Right. So, I mean, you can feel that like that, those numbers that I just listed, I think all entrepreneurs, business owners, they can feel that. And it's overwhelming. You know, you're losing time. You may not have a number of hours, but you can feel it. Your team feels it. It's overwhelming. It's causing frustrations because we, we're not clear what we're supposed to be doing. And so when you build a very detailed workflow, everyone is on the same page. We have, we know the exact steps. When you onboard new staff, they know the expectation. So you're clear. The team is clear. We know they know how to support you, the clients and the business. Like everyone's clear on what's going on. And even the clients are clear on what the expectations you have for them are. So now we're moving from overwhelmed frustration to clarity and ease. Amara, one of the things that I hear from so many people that I talk to is they will start by telling me their aspirations for growth. You know, we want 25%. I want to double. I want to do more than double. And then you move the conversation on and you talk about their operations and their delivery. And they say to you, I don't know that I could handle one more customer. Literally the bailing wire and the fingers in the dike, and if I mix a few metaphors here, to the point where we are about to collapse. And so this dissonance between this desire to grow and realizing that you're barely hanging on by your fingertips, let alone be able to support a great customer experience if you grow. And if, of course, if you can't do that, then what kind of business you're going to have? Instead of growth, you're going to be looking at pretty rapid decline. So I think you've articulated both on the objective and the subjective side a pretty compelling argument for why you need to button up your processes, get some procedures in place, rehearse, because in every great orchestra, rehearse, and then go out and deliver an amazing concert. So let's say you've got me, I'm that business owner, 
I'm with you. I need to do this. Give me a sense of what I need to do to implement what it is that you're advocating. Okay, so I think the first step, like I said a little earlier, is being very clear on the flow, like write it down. And I think the best thing to do is just think about your whatever experience, customer experiences you have, which can be multiple, right? Because you could have multiple offerings. Being very clear, the step by step, what who's involved, what needs to happen, get really detailed on that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is get input and establish an output for your clients. So the clients, what do you want from them? Do you want, what information do you need from them? Um, like even if it's just like an offboarding experience or, you know, testimonials is another one. Whatever you need from them, be clear. They're paying you, they're investing in you. So give them what they paid for, <laughs> okay? So be very clear on what you expect from them. Um, the next thing is like, let's not forget our team. We talked about that a little earlier. We want input and output from the team. So you're, you're a leader as a business owner, right? We're not just like doing work. We're doing, we're thinking large picture, um, and you're supporting these people. So you want to be clear on what your expectations for them are, but you also want to make sure you're clear with them on the expectations that you, that you want. Um, and then they should be clear with you what they need from you as well. So it's a two-way relationship. I think we forget that as a leaders, that both sides need think something from the other person's relationship. And then um, the last thing would just be making sure your systems are both supported from both sides, internal and external. Because if you focus on one side, someone's going to be unhappy. And most likely, it's going to be your team because you're so focused on getting the clients in the door and you're forgetting about these people who are literally the bread and butter of your business. What I find very compelling about what you're telling us is it's very consistent with the notion that without structure, without process, we can never scale. We can never deliver at scale. And it creates, as you had talked about, a lot of tension and anxiety and stress, which never correlates well with delivering a great experience. So right on point, loved everything that you had to say. I am sure our audience is going to take all this to heart. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about Amara. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category of One program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Amara Brown of Amara B Solutions. Let's find out a bit more about Amara. Let's start with, when you look at the clients that you serve, talk to us about the pain points that you solve and why do they need you to get rid of the pain? I would say most of my clients are people who are at a pivotal point in their business. They're making money, you know, they're generating income, they have a positive experience with their clients, um, they're making a name for themselves. However, 
their business just cannot move to the next level, whatever the next level is um, for that business, because there's a lack of organizational uh, optimization and structure. So there's like some systems and stuff in the background that's just not great. Um, And they understand their needs, they understand their wants and their goals, but they're not able to execute that vision that they have into a reality. That's just a challenge for them in the way they you know, operate, which is fine because someone like me can take those amazing ideas and that vision and create very tangible, actionable steps for them to achieve that vision. We are the company that we keep. I think we have all heard that. When we look to partner with someone, we are not looking to work with someone who's average. We are certainly not looking to work with someone who's mediocre. And I think every time we enter into a relationship with another firm, we always want to tell those around us that the reason that we're working with this person or firm is because they are the best at what it is that they do. So Amara, I'm going to ask you directly, what makes you great at doing what you do? My business is a great blend of people, processes, and education. So I have a background in engineering, and that's where I learned how to really um, analyze a situation, identify a problem, and build sustainable solutions. I think the key word is sustainability here. And so those big lofty goals, I can just easily just put them into solutions and steps. It's just something that my brain does, and thanks to college. (laughs) So, and then as a... As a, um, I also was a teacher and I learned how to create, uh, sorry, present content to different types of people for like actual engagement. So I think that's really important because people need to know that you understand how their brain is taking in information and um, experiences. And I've also worked as a coach. And so I know how to listen to people. I'm going to listen to your experience. I'm going to listen to your journey, what your business needs are. I'm not creating a system because it makes sense for this type of business. I'm making a system that works for your business and your growth. So it's all customizable. um, And so that's what makes me unique. I encourage our audience to go to LinkedIn, look up Amara, check out her education, check out all her experiences, which she alluded to that she brings together to uh, deliver great things for her clients. But Amar, I want to go down a slightly different path. I would like to know what has happened in your life that would most explain what it is that you do? That's a really tough question when you talk about your life. But um, I just think I'm somebody who've always have picked, I've always picked something that means something to me and also have taken big risks. Um, I went from engineering to teaching, which was like, why did you do that? But I just have this love for listening to myself and following what feels good. Um, and th- it can be challenging, though, within being a business owner, because I've I had a, a business prior to this. And it was really challenging because I kind of fell into a depression due to the fact that the business was failing. And I think what happens is um, your self-worth kind of gets drawn into those together. It gets a little muddy. Um, and as a black woman, I think that I hear no a lot of like how I show up in spaces. And when you're an entrepreneur, you hear no, that's like very common, <laughs> but some of us are see- hear- hearing no at different, different frequencies. And so it, it really was difficult for me. Um, but thank God I have, um, you know, just a lot of people around me and privileges to support me. Um, and so I have family and friends and I was able to and a great therapist <laughs> who helped me out of this like very deep depression that I was in when my business started to fail. Um, and I think to answer your 
questions like why do I do kind of what I'm doing is I know that I'm creating a model for another girl, little girl out there, possibly another little black girl out there. And just to shine your light, it doesn't matter that your background doesn't make sense or isn't, you know, isn't linear. It's very nonlinear. I'm in a very nonlinear space. Um, and so you can be great regardless of what your back, uh, your background is um, and that you're worthy of success regardless of how many no's you get. So I know that we've got people who've been listening to you today who suffer from this issue of, I don't have a repeatable, scalable, agile learning process to deliver my customer experiences that I desire. So how is it that those folks can reach out and connect with you? Sure. Um, we're Amara B Solutions everywhere. So that's the website, amarabsolutions.com on Instagram, Amarby Solutions, and on Facebook. If you want to send us a direct email, you can do at support at amarbsolutions.com and my team will put you in the right direction. And I will put all of Amar's contact information into uh, the show notes to make it easier for everybody to reach out uh, to you. Now, I have to say that this side of the customer experience and really thinking about how you orchestrate uh, delivery, I think doesn't get nearly the attention that it deserves. You have really shown such a bright light and with a lot of clarity and a lot of guidance on both what we need to do and how we should move forward. And I am highly confident when I say that other hosts that uh, have a business to business show are sitting there completely jealous that we had you on talking about such an important topic. And you might think I would just be sitting there saying, yeah, yeah, I am lucky. I am blessed. Good enough. Let's stop and declare victory. But no, that's not how I roll. I constantly am thinking about my audience and I'm constantly thinking about how we maximize the value that we get out of every guest, including you. And as amazing as the content was, and as terrific as your guidance was, I'm wondering if we can't just get a little bit more. So the one thing that we didn't talk about yet, Amar, is a gift. And I'm saying, what gift could you give our audience in return for their attention and engagement on such an important issue? What do you say? So you're saying that me being here and this nice lip is not enough. You know, I'm saying for anyone else, it would have been more than enough. I'm not everyone else. Right. Sorry, not sorry. What, you, what can you do? <laughs> no, that's totally fine, Jay. Um, so we already offer a free um, interest call just to kind of talk to clients. So if you mentioned during your interest call, um, best kept secret, then you can get a 10% discount off of any um, package you purchase. That takes something that is already amazing value and puts it up into the stratosphere. So audience, this is so important. Please reach out to Amara, continue the discussion, get your in-house up to the level you need so that you can grow and scale your business, creating customers that delight in what you do and become your raving fan. So Amara, thank you. Thank you for being such an amazing guest to our audience. Let's continue to crush it out there until next time. 